Alrighty, let's go get it, everyone. Wacky Wednesday here on the Big Show with the big man. Look at that, cool to the pen HQ. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show because that matters more than it should. Jeff L, a morning, morning. We do it nice, nice like lemon ice. So damn nice. We do it twice. Eighty nine D Rock Taco Court. What is going on, everybody? Ryan Rose. Yeah, he found me with a TSN. I'm a Z list Canadian celebrity at this point, apparently. Over on the ESPN affiliate in Toronto, there, you know, Canadians, I have always found, all kidding aside, have always picked up what I'm putting down. They are extremely passionate about sports, and I think we, we share, like, an, an intellectual love for it. Right? I've just found that in my, like, in this thing of ours, this content creation sports thing, you know, show me a Canadian. Chris Meanian and I are like this. He's brilliant. And then, of course, you know, Rob and all the guys. So. All right, let's get down to it. We're going to start with the afternoon stuff, right? The evening stuff, I guess I should say. Every afternoon time, we'll bang back around, jump on the bet stamp, and maybe do a little parlay for the early stuff. I I did the algo and everything. And if you're wondering, you follow me on Twitter, at John Legaza. I just dropped all the data stuff for $20 a year. I'm just trying to rack up a few more people. It's really just to show you what I got, really give you the tools to do it yourself. You can follow my picks, whatever, up 20 units. Whatever. I don't really care about this stuff. To me, it's more about the presentation, right, the work ethic that we bring every single day. It's the middle of August. Other shows have kind of given up. And though I am preparing for football, be on the lookout next couple days. It's all about MLB. We're going to close this, this be out strong, right? That's the kind of thing that we do, me and you, call to the pen crew. We missed the coop on the ones and twos, man. How cool was Jay Bird? You know, I shouted him out of that bad boy. Yeah, that's why I always look out for my I always, always look out for my people. Speaking of my people, player Prop Savant up in there. Just say his name and poof, he appears. I'm going to be on that show, past the Prop, this Friday. Look out for that bad boy. One of the cooler things also about moving this one up to 9.30 in the morning is now I'm around for some of the other stuff. You know, I love doing the guest stuff. I just love getting exposed to some of my other people. So, Jay, good to see you. All right, let's dive in and do it. And do the thing that we do. Remember, this is the restaurant where the chefs eat for a reason, right? Content creators, sharps come here because of the presentation, the work ethic that I mentioned before. I really do appreciate everybody as we climb on towards 1,000 subscribers. Going towards zero, like, good for me, doing the Barry Horowitz, pat in the back. Let me know if you get that reference. Let's do it. 640, we're starting, and we'll circle back. It's Colin Rea and the beer makers, those brewers, plus 150 dogs on the road against Christopher Dirty Sanchez and the Phillies. I'm a big Sanchez guy. I think he got touched last time, and that's generally where we like to dump back into it. So I'm going to be buying the dip. Let's take a look at Rhea. I mean, it's really – if there's ever, like, just a guy, 4-7 ERA, 1-2-5 whip, 7-25 OPS, just blank. When I mentioned the sheet and the data I present, the reason I, I like it so much is there's so much information every single day. There's so many games, so many bets. The menus are large. I like to think I'm very good at sorting this stuff and formatting it. I match Savant, so red, hot, good, blue, cold, bad, okay. Colin Ray is just white, right? So it's not bad, but it's not good 20K to seven walk. Just everything is so meh for this guy. Four or five, average guy. He has survived on some Babbitt. He does keep the ball down. He has kept the ball in the yard. He's also been tough on righties. And decent at home, 205 batting average allowed, 623 OPS for Rhea. But I don't, I don't know if I'm really buying it. We're going to get to my, my hang up here on the offense. And then I think I am going to get a bet, though. 
Christopher Sanchez, three two five ERA, the sub one whip, all the earn run indicators at let's say three and a quarter or below. The twenty three K is not great, but the four percent walk, that's what we love so much. Because it still gets you the eighteen and a half K minus BB, thirty one CSW, seventy first strike, right? So he's getting up, he's getting ahead. Of course, you know, we like that. His ground ball rates through the roof at fifty four, keeping the ball in the yard. So like I've been a Sanchez guy. I am a bit worried about the Brewers. The whole season, right? We all get these narratives. The Brewers against the lefties was one of them. Props if he doesn't go past five innings. He's he's finished six. Oh, if we're talking about if we're talking about Sanchez, Sanchez has gone six, two of the last four. So that's where I wanted to get. Milwaukee's been very good against lefties as of late. 346 Woba against the lefties last 30, 324 expected. So those are both really strong. Double digit walk rate, 24% line drive, really helping to elevate that team. But they're not really scoring. They're not hitting home runs. They're not stealing. This is the Brewers. Jade, we had out props. I saw this one earlier. I saw this one earlier, and it had awesome plus money. I really kind of like this one. So again, Sanchez coming off the rough outing where we still went five. So he feels like a five minimum kind of guy right now. 15 and a half outs at plus 130. That's the one that I like. Just in case we don't score for Raya and it's two to one, we don't have to worry about dropping the F5. So let's hit that one. That's going to be our first bet. We're going to go Christopher Sanchez over 15 and a half. So he's just got to, he's got to come out. He's got to come out in the sixth and get a single out against the Brewers, who again have not been really good. Sanchez, again, keeping the ball on the ground, not really walking people. That efficiency, I think, will kind of help us out. Let's get into the next one. I think that's where I was going to leave it. I, I mean, again, if you're into Philadelphia, see, believe it or not, I actually – I was checking the algo really quick while I was rambling. And I have Milwaukee really pulling this close at the end. Milwaukee bullpen, here's the reason, less 31 innings. Again, that's why the algo, you know, kind of is the summation. But I always like to show people the work. 235 ERA, 224 Sierra, 8.85 whip across 31 innings for the Brewers. One barrel, a quarter of a homer nine. Right, So they're really doing it. We know the Philadelphia bullpen is a bit up and down. Himbrello's been good, but outside that. So I like the Christopher Sanchez prop. I did really well. I hit two of two yesterday. I want to I want to keep an eye on those. Right, I focus on pitching. Pitching has got me to some, tr- some trouble. Don't ask me about uh... – Matt – I guess that he's wants to get back at me for making him sound crazy yesterday. It says 0155 and 0185, mother of all donkey bets. Well, Matt, I do see eye to eye with you on 18 and a half. I do not agree on 15 and a half. You know what? When you take 16 and a half and not 15 and a half, 15 is obviously lower than 16. The goals we're trying to get two, you know, through six innings. And again, it's the walk rate and the efficiency that I think gets you there. Again, Milwaukee's been better against lefties. But this is still not a good team. They don't make a lot of contact. And when they do, it's a lot of weak contact. So weak contact plus ground ball plus no walk. Give me 16 outs, and plus, especially plus 130. Remember, people try to convert these odds. So plus 130 is a 43.5%. Like I'm at least at 50% for this with the analysis. So again, I'm going wheels up. I don't, again, I, I, I'm with Matt that there are certain bets you should keep your eyebrow on, but I just think this line is off. I think it should be, I think it should be higher. Next up, my New York Yankees, Carlos Rodone. Man, I talked about the white formatting for Raya, Radone, and the Yankees on the road against the Angels again, and Chase Silseth. It's going to be really hard to react in Radone right now, right? You got 10 in the third, the ERA five and a quarter, but the whip at 1.15, right? So that's really good. OPS at 664 is really good. All the indicators are north of five, and that's bad. This feels like that Simpson bit, right? Well, you get a free yogurt. Oh, that's good. But 
Yeah, the yogurt is full of cholesterol. Oh, that's bad. You know, but it comes with your choice of topping. Oh, that's good. So I don't know what you're going to get with Rodon because again, you know, he's coming off the injury. We know he's he's objectively great. So it's what are you going to get? I'm not so sure. He didn't get ahead. Too many fly balls. He gave up some barrels. Again, I'm not really sure what to expect. I'm kind of pumping the brakes. Both as a Yankee fan, as an analyst, you know, the Angels offense, you know, we like the LOL, but right now they're looking pretty good. 116 WRC plus. It's a 340 Woba. Really strong. How about this? Minimum 330. X Woba, Woba, lefty, righty split last 30. And I know that's a mouthful, but it really is showing something to the consistency, even without Trout. Angels offense starting to look good. They have struck out a bit. But, you know, the ball is in the air, double-digit barrel, doing all the stuff that you like. Yankee offense, of course, sucks right now. 210 batting average, bottom five in doubles, runs, homers, OBP, OPS. 37% pull rate, five barrel. That's a 72 WRC plus for the Yankees. It's just, they absolutely stink right now. And that's a problem, right? If Rodon gives up one or two, they're probably going to lose. So I think I'm just feeding this one. I tend to think – I didn't want to come off Yankee-ish. I tend to think Rodon is really good. I tend to think he's going to get it going how long it's going to take, and whether or not it's going to get the Yankees to the finish line. I don't know. Next up, San Diego Padres and you Darvish, minus, one, minus 105 split on the road against the Bluebirds and Joe Berry's Toronto, baby. Darvish has been, again, he's really outperforming these metrics. We often talk about why we want to pop the hood because we're looking for positive regression candidates. That's you, Darvish. 465 ERA, 125 whip, OPS at 732. However, XFIP, expected ERA in Sierra, all south of 4, 26K, 18K minus BB, 29.5 CSW. Those are all really strong. The chase rate a bit lower than I thought, but Darvish has one in the zone, which is really good. And the splits are really good as well. He suppressed contact, keeping the ball in the yard. A 288 expected wall, which should always kind of raise the eyebrow. I've been, I've been always been a Darvish guy. It's usually centered around walks. Remember, that was a disaster. Again, he's a five and a half ERA in the road, but the X is four because the homer nine is low. So I don't, I don't know. I tend to like Darvish. Again, the ERA last, I, I put 30 days in my sheet. It's not technically 30 days. I'm trying to get like 40 innings because I'm trying to get to 400 pitches. So this ERA up near six, but the K minus walk ERA at three, eight Sierra down near four. So I think Darvish is in line. Two positive regress. On the other side, Joe Berry's 3-4 ERA, 116 with 681 OPS. I mean, we've been backing him all year. I, today's not the day to do it, right? This is not the time. It's funny. I thought you liked Berry. It has nothing to do with it. San Diego Padres, just not really the team to mess with right now. We pointed out the disciplinary metrics starting to burst through the roof. Check this out. As a team, last 500 PAs, 18 and a quarter strikeout rate to 12.8 barrel uh, walk. I'm sorry. Like, that is crazy. A 6% K minus BB as a team, 27% chase, 45 fly ball, 10% barrel is, is all the underpinnings of this team. It's one of those things like, don't let the Padres get hot. Padres offense starting to do just that. I think they get to Berrios. I want to scoop over to the Algo. I know I didn't post this one, and I don't want to mislead anybody. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out why, why I didn't post it. Again, I have it closer through five than you think. Blue Jay offense starting to get it going as well. 275 BA, 341 OBP, last 500 PAs, 113 WRC plus. Top 10 X Woba against righties, last 30. So I guess that's probably it. Maybe this one we're just better off watching. If I really had to take a side, I would think it would be the Padres. But I faded it then. I'm going to fade it again now. Let's move it. It's Ross, Strip Pole, Stripling, and the Gigantes. 
on the road against my Reds and Golden Graham Ashcraft. Minus 105 for the Reds. I can't touch this. Again, these Reds games are just like a circus. So it's basically like over or nothing. Which, you know, it's like a weak analysis, right? But that's the environment that we're in. Matty Williams chimed in right at the buzzer on Toronto ML full game. Yeah, I hear you, man. I think that's exactly. I think we're. I, that's why I was worried. I'd like San Diego to, to start. And I had Toronto full, like I was talking about. That's where, again, I called three scratches. I know, Matt, you, Matt, and I all have to talk about when uh, he puts it so eloquently. Uh, something got like too many uncertainties. He'll back away from me. I'll be I'm a caveman. But once I scratch my chin three times, hmm, 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 I'm out. This might happen. You know what's funny? With Jay, keep this one in mind for one of these double revolt, double result reversal bets, right? I just that happens all the time. So I just feel like I have Padres F five double result Toronto. We got. I got to look at that. I know it's on my bookie. Sometimes those paid like nine to one and ten to one. So it's like man, it's, it's worth like a stab if your analysis takes you there. Anyway, Giants and Reds. Stripling, 6'11", ERA, 8.50 OPS. Urban indicators are a lot stronger, though. Right, Sierra at 4'11", and two full runs better on the Sierra. I'm not a stripling guy, but you got to keep an eye on that. The walk rate down to 5.5, first strike, 66. Producing chases, but it's keeping the ball down. It's been too many barrels because the miss rate is through the roof. Again, I tend to think that's not so sticky. I kind of like stripling. He's also been gross at home, so he's on the road today. Maybe getting the better end of him. He's an 8-year-old on the road, so it's just – I'm sorry. That's where I'm sorry. At 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 home, my bad. The ERA at on the road is four six. But this is why I had it circled. The extra at three nine. Sorry, I had my A's, my H's crossed up there. Ashcraft, who I've backed, six ERA one five five whip. The wheels kind of fell off. However, coming off the IL, he looked pretty sharp last time out. So that was why I pulled the brakes on. Going over on this one. Again, really exciting analysis that leads you to zero betting. But again, if I can help my fellow chefs, I'm going to do just that. I don't even know. How do you bet these Reds games when they have Ashcraft on the bump? It's so hard to rely on these guys because the ballpark is is just wild. And then again, you get into these totals that are in the 10 and a half and 11 range. Again, become very difficult to go over. San Francisco, the team O oh, is terrible right now. 213 team BA last 500. OBP below 300, 30% K rate. I'm sorry. That's, I'm sorry. That's the Reds, man. I missed again. Joy, it's not much better. 234 BA, 698 OPS. Sorry, get the Spider-Man drift. Giants, 93 WRC plus. Cincinnati at 79. They're really, really struggling right now. So remember, the it was the Reds with the 30% K rate. Giants not striking out. Strong disciplinary basket. So I know I screwed it up, but I think I got to clean that one up. I don't even know if we're going to get to the over here. I'm already thinking about my boy Corby. I don't know if he's listening. But we're just talking about Cincinnati perhaps. Wait, I don't want <laughs> I don't want that. I don't know. I got lost there. Anyway, Corby talking about Cincinnati maybe not getting that erroneously getting played up with course, but I think a bit too much of a blind push, and maybe people were buying a bit small samples. That's where you put it. That you know you're automatically getting Reds games posted in the double digits when these offenses are not hitting. I mean, it's pretty weak. Right now, so today's gonna be a good example of whether or not it can get carried. I know a few sharp people like stripling more than I do, 
So I, I, I again, the, the chin of scratches. Oh, oh, it's don't bet the Reds games with weird circumstances like this by dude Matt. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's great advice for everybody. You know, again, my favorite lesson. I I hammer this more than anything that no bet is better than a bit is better than a bad bet. And it's not like some weird look. Oh, it's because I want to be known as being disciplined. Oh, oh yeah, because I like making fun of Twitter idiots. I do like making fun of Twitter idiots, but that's not the point. The point is we can objectively quantify this stuff, which is why you come here. I hope at least a part of it. If you bet hundred, if you have hundred dollars in your account, you bet ten percent, you lose it. You're down to ninety. You win ten percent, you're not back to hundred. You're down to ninety-nine. You're down one percent, which if you don't care about, you're doing this wrong. Continue to play that out, and you're at zero. So for every ten percent you win, you need to win eleven. So keep that in mind. Every loss got to be worth having to over outwork it, right? So please keep that in mind before you pull the trigger. Absolutely, some of the best advice I've gotten. In fact, again, just to be completely honest, I actually, we often talk about pendulum swings and how markets generally overcorrect rather than simply correct to the right place. I went through that myself. And I used to be a very robust player when I was at FTN, full tickets. They kind of look like Maddie's. Uh, I didn't more than I so much like these really, his, his player props are like the razor sharpest thing. I feel like I'm very good at the general market. And at the time, F5s were not as prevalent as they are now. So I was beating them up. But the idea being I had a very robust ticket. Then I started to like shrink it, which is okay if you think it's not worth a bet, right? There's a lesson. However, there is a point where you get so small in a game like baseball that's such high variance that you can set yourself up for failure. Where if you're only picking like one game a day or two games a day, you go over two and you, you know, you didn't give yourself a chance. And if that happens a bit, I don't know we can affect the mental, but start to affect the bankroll as well. So, all right, just one giant big bird feather. As we move on, it's White Sox V Mets. I got smoked on this one yesterday. Hachi, Machi, Liberace. And the White Sox almost came back and did it. I didn't really like Carrasco. They did get to him. But Giolito stunk, man, on the bump for the pale hose. It's Tuki Toussaint plus 175 dog on the road against the old man, JV, who I tend to really like. I don't know. People are bashing. I think this LOL Mets thing has gotten too far. I particularly am waiting for the Mets to turn it around. Matt, I'm going to get to that in a second. That's You're not hypocritical at all. I don't want to bury the lead. That's not hypocritical at all because that's just the other side of the approach. It, it quite literally is where robust tickets are okay, but you, you got to be robust, and that's what you're doing. All plus EV bets, that's what you're doing. Okay, so again, there it's almost like with the donkey thing before, we got to be very careful with broad brushstrokes because even if they are generally right, right, they generally are right, generalities, but there is room for that. The way that you're doing a robust ticket is the proper way to do it. If I didn't think so, I absolutely would tell you alone in private or public, I, I mean it. You know, so, right, it doesn't mean because you have a big ticket. You are not stretching. You are not reaching. You're also not double betting and stuff forever. You do a lot of stuff right. Fire Sports, what's up? Good to see you a little late. As always, hello, 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 hello. All right, let's move on. We're losing my mind here. Tuki Tucson, 3-3-8 ERA through 24 innings, 1-4 whip, 6-0-9 OPS. Got admit, I'm not buying it. Sierra above five and a quarter. Expected ERA up near six. 17 and a half walk rate, right? That'll do it. 43% ball rate. He struggled finding the zone, but he does have a ton of spin. He's got some crazy movement, man. 60% ground ball, making it work, right? 5% barrel, 0.4, homer nine for Tucson. So 
He has been a pain in the arse on opposing hitters. 167 max BA split, which is a little ridiculous. Actually, 220, sorry. Righty's hitting 160 off him. I'm going to work on my – I screwed up some split stuff today. Anyway. Justin Verlander, 372 ERA, 123 whip. OPS at 678. Again, the surface stuff is there. In this case, the indicator is not necessarily buying it, but I am. Right, the Sierra creeping up near five. I think I'm more in line with the expected ERA at three five. The disappointing basket is weak, though I think we're going to see the better part of it. He has kind of turned it around as of late, and he's been damn good at home. Verlander, 203 batting average allowed, 601 OPS, 257 ERA, less than a homer nine for Verlander at home. D Rock, loving the shop talk. Of course, man, that's how we do it, baby. That's how we do it, right? No one cares about the game analysis in 48 hours. But I know that there's people out there that are like, damn. That was a good point. And you think about it later on. That's what we want to be doing here. At least that's what I want to be doing here, kind of reaching out, impacting people. And if I have, please rate, review, and subscribe to the YouTube channel as we close in on 1,000 subs. I think we're 100 and less than 200 people away. So please get those subscriptions in, pressing cartoon thumbs, cartoon bells, five-star reviews for audio people because that stuff all matters more than it should. I don't know where I stand on this one. The Mets' offense has stunk. Again, they burned me yesterday. Are they going to get up with the mat? I don't know. Woba against righties last 30, very strong. Expected not so much. Batting average as a team at 219. Way too many double plays, not enough hard at balls. Very hard to back these Mets right now. But with JV on the bump, that's when I really like them. Mets' bullpen has stunk as well, so I guess you'd have to go for an F5. I guess the move here would be Mets F5 run line. What does that one look like, Jay? I didn't get to that. I only have, I only have the baseline up so I can – do my brief analysis. Oh, way too expensive at minus 160. Way too expensive. I think I like – see, this is another one. Things I've learned from Matt and Frank and Dream. Again, I'm really a sponge. Maybe even better than the run line. It's like look for the money line and you pair it with something cool. Pair it with something else. You know, again, general markets are really hard because they're really short. And getting into these prop market stuff opens up some plus EV edges that soft markets and soft pricing in particular that not everyone has access to. Because once a sharp's hit it, it starts to move. But that's what it's about, like that truffle pig kind of sniffing out the values. So I'm going to leave this one, but I am going to keep it in mind. Because, again, Mets, you compare Mets' money line with something else. The Braves today against Arizona is not where I'd want to do it because they're so damn good. But just, you know, that, that kind of play. Let's move into the next one. It's those snakes with shapes on their back. Aforementioned, Ryan Nelson on the bump, plus 180 dogs on the road in the dirty dirty against Uncle Chuck. Charlie Morton, minus 225 at home. Ryan Nelson, 5 ERA, 144 whip, OPS 830. All the indicators above 5. The K rate below 16. 8.5 swinging strike, 23 CSW sub, 20% whiff rate. Those are all way too low. Right, that's not, that's just not going to get it done. And then, like a bit of bad math, I don't know if you have, if anyone is here from back in the Cork Stats days. Cork Stats crew, yo, holla back at you. A lot of bad math going on, right? You got to avoid that bad mathematics. 42 fly ball plus 44 hard hit plus 10 and a half barrel equals what? One and a quarter home run per nine. Uh, 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 we ain't buying what this boy is selling. It's coming, right? The pain is coming for Nelson, and the chances are it's coming today. Now, his home-away splits are ridiculous, man. 
1,000 OPS allowed at home, 8 ERA on the road. That number is 665, 2.68 ERA on the road, but I still think Nelson is going to get served. Uncle Chuck has just been good. You know, he worried people out of the gate. When he's spinning the curve, he's doing his thing. 3-2 ERA, the whip a bit high at 135 because the walk rate a bit surprising up at 9.5. But the, everything else, just way above average. You know, 31 CSW, 31.5 whiff. That's kind of what we're looking for. And then the control metrics that I kind of use, I put in that pitching sheet. Again, if you're ever interested in this stuff, there's so much to learn, even if you're just a fantasy player, from seeing these sheets every day and understanding, again, how we build the tapestry. And I think that's what this is all about, right? There's no single stat. Listen, x Wolba expected ERA. Don't. I actually have something coming out about that today, not the very least. With the athletic, I'm gonna do. I have some in-season ERA correlations coming out. You know, for people desperately looking for pitching to get them across the finish line. Anyway, Charlie Morton really, really good. Ryan Nelson not so much. The thing I do worry about is facing the Arizona offense. Yeah, the BA is low, the OPS is low. But we just know what they're made of because the underpinning stuff is so strong. The disappointing basket is always going to jump out for me. You know, when it's when it looks like this, 21K to almost 10 walk, 9 swinging strike, 29 chase, 91 zone contact. Right, so you're getting 91% zone contact with 43 and a half pull, 36 and a half hard, hard hit. But that's BIS, remember, baseball information solutions, not the raw 95, meaning it's impactful. And Arizona steals. Top three in steals the last 500. And that's, you know, that's a pain in the ass because Morton has been walking guys. And there's your steal. We know Arizona, again, there's contact stuff in there. Walker just woke up yesterday. This could have been his, you know, reemergence coming right now. So I'm pumping the brakes on the Braves because of the price. And again, both of these bullpens kind of stink. Arizona last 38 innings, five and a quarter ERA. Same time frame, Atlanta 33 innings, 4.65. ERA, 89 zone contact. I actually have a question for the DJs in the chat. This is more of like a, I don't even know what you call it, procedural old school betting thing. But I saw a ton of this yesterday. People talking about automatically going on the under in Arizona, Atlanta, because they scored like 6 million runs. And this goes in that same bin. Like, I'm not sure if you understood where I was coming from. Like sweeping a doubleheader. I know that's one of those things. Like, I know... There were old school betters that bet the other side of doubleheaders, especially at home. Right? So if the home team loses the first leg of doubleheader, they just blind bet the back end. It doesn't matter. And this would be another one of those, right? They're, um, they're tired. You know, the bats are blew their loads. Like, who knows? I don't know. All these weird subjective things that don't matter. But I do get it. But everything's in line again for just an explosion. But you got to always like the Braves. But again, I think the tax is a bit too high. I also don't feel strongly enough about it to pair it with the Mets, or this would have been a good spot. You know what I think that game might be? I know it's on the docket. It's a little bit earlier on. But it's Boston and Oakland was the other one. So, Jay, do me a favor. Keep those in mind. <laughs> Maddie says, I bet the Atlanta run line yesterday and got burned. Did you? I thought they I, – I lost track. I quite literally lost track of that game. His response, going back to the well, betting the wrong line. Listen, dude, there is no there is no apologizing for betting the Braves. I tweeted out something the other day. It's funny what tweets get weird feedback, which ones get interaction. I find I get a lot of like DM feedback because I think sometimes it's people that want to use it and don't want to expose their work. The Braves were first in the league in every split 
output and expected Woba output, which is really crazy. I mean, that's it, like home away, so like better than Reds at home, better than Rockies home. You know what I mean? Just really nuts. Best lefty, best righty, best year to date, best 60, best 30, best 14, best seven. It was, this can't be. So just, just incredible. Thanks so much, Jay. Matt, thanks again for the participation. Everybody, everybody digs you so much. Thank you for the people that have made time earlier in the day. Yeah, D-Rock, that game was just absolutely like bananas, the B-A-N-A-N-A-S, just completely bananas. I was I was feeling for any Arizona F5 better because, right, I'm an F5 better. Even though, listen, man, I'm up. Like, we're doing really well. I just, I don't know. I always kind of beat myself up. Right? I focus more on losses. But everyone, we always feel like whenever we drop an F5, we're going to score in the sixth. It drives us freaking nuts. And, I mean, right, Arizona had multiple leads. Scored eight runs, lost the F5, gets the double digits in the sixth, but then loses the sixth anyway. Just completely nuts, man. Completely nuts. Maddie, I lost track of it. I thought it ended there. I thought Atlanta, I was hoping you got it. You know, I always root for you, too. I always root for you, though. I swear, when you and I overlap, I think those are our worst records. Maybe we should find the best we agree on and throw them away. Jeez Louise. Next up, it's our Nationals. Trevor Williams on the bump, plus 135 dog on the road in Chicago against Kyle Hendricks and the Baby Bears. I did post something here. Gene, we have first five team totals. I'm not sure, right? Every every so often I feel like we have them, and sometimes we don't. The Nats were posted at one and a half, and it was at a normal money, like minus 120 or something like that. So, unfortunately, I don't have that on this wonderful bet stamp app as they get a bit more robust, but that was my play for this one. You know we love the Washington offense, but it's more – not saying an indictment on Hendricks, but I'm just not buying it. Again, we're always looking for a regression, positive or negative. 3.57 ERA, 109 whip, 6.64 OPS on the triple slash. But, I mean, XFIP, K-walk ERA and Sierra all at four and three quarters. The K-rate at 15 and a half. Now, granted, the walk rate has been beautiful at 4%. But seven swing and strike, 17 whiff rate. Granted, he's not missing. The control was in place. He's keeping the ball down. Like we get that stuff. That's part of what that's part of what comes with him. But he's also gotten cracked at home. 295 batting average allowed, 813 OPS, near five ERA, almost two home and nine for Hendricks at home. I, I don't know what it is about home with him, but I'm I'm telling you, I'm not buying it. I think a Russian monster is coming today. Someone get curling on the line. Washington offense. They just do all the pesky things that help you to get to an F5 TT. Man, that was super sharp. I'll get to it in a second, obviously. Nationals doing all the pesky things that we love, right? So 263 batting average. They don't strike out. That number's at 20%. Ton of contact, 90% contact. Top, actually, they may be the league lead looking at the decimal points because I want to confirm. Top three in pull rate. This is Washington. So they make contact. They pull with average line drives. You know, it's a sneaky team. And they lead the league in steals in the 500 play appearance sample we're looking at. So like, if you were looking at this player, you know, this is like a sneaky, I don't know if it's necessarily, oh, it's like a sneaky all-star. You know, it's a sneaky, it's a sneaky all-star. In 500 PAs, 15 homers, 15 steals, 263 BA, you know, like I said, 18 doubles. You know, that's a pesky, pesky, pesky player, 108 WRC+. So I like Washington to score two through five. Again, I'm not really buying what Hendricks is selling. 
I have trouble backing the Nationals, in particular people. you got to be careful backing the Nats through full games, and they just lost Hunter Harvey, Harvey Bars. And it's really spun off the rails. Last 42 and a third for the Nats bullpen. It's an 8-5 ERA, whip up near 2, BA over 325, 89 zone contact, 2 homer 9. Cubs offense starting to get up off the mat. Also, they, they strike out a ton. Not like you're going to get that from T-Dub, Trevor Williams, but I can't trust Williams to do anything. So I'd rather isolate it. Give me Washington to score too early. Hopefully we cash that one and move it on. I want to get to Matt's comment again, not to just highlight my favorite. I don't know, Matt, if we're going to elevate you to Capo status or Consigliere, you know, you just might be – I kind of think of you as my jersey boss. <laughs> you know, like right? There's, there's more than enough room to dominate. Matt says maybe we have the same exact blind spot. We got to identify it, and it'd be, it's funny. Even with the capital, haha, there really might be something to that. Like we tongue in cheek to stuff. Now, granted, there's not enough of it. We haven't tested it, so I, it is mostly tongue in cheek. But it is, it is noticeable. So again, if you're not familiar, make sure you follow him on Twitter. He's he's the goat for liking a retweet. He's going to make you enough money to pay your mortgage, right? He's in the triple digit units. I'm over twenty now after last night, and I got you know, again, I equate. Generally, percent gain with units, but when we're talking unit size, right, that should be your average bet. There quite is literally a descriptor for unit size. Seem to have two types, right? The two, and for some reason, we overlap and lose all of them. It's really kind of, but you know, we all, we, I know you're not persuaded by me or nor me by you. We go up against each other sometimes. It's just, it is kind of remarkable. You know, to you know, to be like, oh, we're overlapped on three today, over three. We're overlapped on four today, one, one and three. And it's like, how could that be? You think those were like, those would be the ones that I'd be giving out. It's like, oh, we're locks, right? Because we independently printed them. So, anyway, people, hopefully you picked up a lesson about confidence and modeling, plus being malleable, application and stuff, right? Again, I, it makes me uncomfortable. People call me a betting expert. I'm like, hey, that makes me very uncomfortable. I have done it professionally. Yes. I have been fortunate enough to keep the lights on in New York City, betting to feed my family. That is a fact. Do I do it right now? Part Partially, but you don't want to have to do it. You want to be building other small businesses that create overhead to allow you to do other stuff. You know, Really good lessons today. All right. Let's wrap it up. Right? We got one. I got, oh, I got two more. Oh, I thought it was one more. My bad. So it's Detroit Rock City, Erod on the bump, minus 150 dog against Ryan Yarbrough. The thing with Yarbrough is 5-3 ERA, 1-3 whip. I did look it up. He's been money as of late then the, i went over because i know we had been backing the tigers against lefties whatever wave right again we talk about waves and splits and stuff sign waves the tigers that lefty ship has sailed so it happened in a concentrated area is my guess right now detroit i mean detroit against woba against lefties last 30s 301 expected at 300 just not any good strikeout rate up over 26 OPS down below 770, only nine home runs last 500 PAs. Royals offense not to be outdone. They just flat out stink. So I don't know where I'm at on this one. I thought I really liked the Tigers and Erod, but now I'm not so sure I want to back it. I think that price minus 150 is a bit high for a really crappy team. You know, what's not not making Detroit sucks, man. If you're going to back them, the play's probably full game because the Royals bullpen is so bad. Last 29 innings, the ERA up over seven. Sierra up over five and a quarter. 15% walk rate, 90s on contact. Right? Those are the things you want to go after. So if you do want to beat the Royals, be patient. 
But I don't know if I have the confidence to even pair this one with the Mets. To go Tigers Mets. Again, Yarborough, I think sorry, I think the last two outings he's been he's been money since they gave him the rock to start. So again, you know, hopefully there's nuance and context. We're never gonna get to all of it. But yeah, he's been really good last time out. It was Oakland and Cleveland. But how much different is Cleveland than Detroit, right? Cleveland's probably a, a smidge better. So I'm going to leave this one. Just be careful. This might be my bad chalk of the day. Sorry, Lions backers. Last up, Minnesota, Kenta Maeda, plus 135, dog, on the road against my boy Luis Castillo, minus 165, and those Mariners. Man, Maeda is like the ultimate positive regression candidate. I don't think there's another player in the league he pops on every board. 5-5 ERA. 5-5. Expected ERA at 3-8. Sierra at 3-9. 26% K, 19K minus BB, 13 and a half swing strike, 30 CSW, 29 whiff, 34 O swing, 84 end zone contact. I mean, literally, his disciplinary basket and his indicators are awesome. You know, those are all really, really good. That's a very, very good combination. The problem has been the bad math, right? Not something that we generally expect. 49 fly ball, 50 hard hit. And it's only been one home run per nine. So my eight has really gotten away with it, even with the underpinning stuff so good. One thing, the bright spot here. Maeda has been amazing, amazing on the road. 662 OPS allowed, 222 BA, sub homer nine. Castillo has just been the damn goat. So I kind of left this one alone. I thought the, the tax was a bit too high on Seattle. Again, to have to go up against Minnesota, who I think is the edge over Seattle. Seattle offense, 212 batting average, eight home runs, last 500 PAs. That's a 92 WRC plus. Minnesota's up at 124, double-digit barrel, 45 hard hit, double-digit walk, plus 800 OPS. Top eight home runs, last 500. So even with Buxton slumping, Twins a better offense than the Mariners. So I'm a bit worried if Castillo gives up one or two, Seattle's not going to get it done. So sorry to end on a – yeah, Jeff says, made it with the big Ks on the road. He's just been great on the road. Whatever it is. He's been great on the road. Fire Sports jumping in with the nerfy play. Not usually my thing, but that doesn't mean it's it's out of question. I, I think it's a play for sure. Right, both of these guys. I don't know what the pricing is like on those. For me, it's got to be like minus 130 or better. I'm not going to go to like minus 150 for these things. All right, let's wrap it up here. Jake, let's do a quick parlay. I'm going to keep it just a minute longer than I thought as we approach that 40-minute mark I've been trying to get out on. Thank you all so much. Got to prop uh, – Betstamp, really quick. Sorry not to get the full-on commercial today, but it's betstamp.app forward slash Colton Penn. Let me know that we sent you. Make sure you shop around. My mama said you got to shop around. Shop, shop around. It really, really matters. People are like, look, look what he's showing you. Different prices, same game. Pick good price. Oh, God. Analysis. Fire Sports said that Nerfie was minus 120 for anybody out there. Thank you so much, Fire Sports. Like I said, I really do appreciate you taking the time. You're participating, and you're helping other people. Because right, there's people that are going to listen to this on the way home. They hear Nerfy on the Twins and Mariners game. Then I said, well, what about the price? But then they heard 120 I think you can go get that. All right, let's get it quick. I know that I had action, so I don't want to leave you here. Let's go. Let's get at least three legs of something going on here. Let's get a full gamer. Let's get some full game stuff. Okay, right off the bat, I know I like Cleveland over Pittsburgh. That's Savali versus Rich Hill. Next up, I think we're going to go Texas. Over Tampa, we got John Gray and White Wolf of Winterfell over Zach Little, the opener. Damn, Jay, I wanted Miami. This is strange. My my offshore that I was looking at right now. Sorry, it's the one that I get quick update on. I wanted Miami on the plus run line. My book has Miami money line with a plus in front of it, but they're the minus. 
Man, 200? Hachi machi. All right, let's go for the straight win, dog. Let's go for it. Let's be bold. Fortune favors the bold because we're going to keep the, min, the risk really low. We're going to go Miami. And you know what? I think that's it. We'll keep it to three legs. But also, Chad, like to pair Boston with the Mets, please. So we're going to pair Boston with the Mets money line separately. That's a afternoon delight PM twofer. And then that three-legger early on. So it's a triple money line. We're going to go Cleveland, Texas, and Miami. Give me three wins. That's coming in at the triple five soul, triple nickel, five, five, five. And that will do it for the fans to show an NFL banner. You can throw my eyes at MLB absolutely anywhere. No, thank you, Fire Sports. And thank you, Matty Williams, my dear friend. Thank you to Jay Bird, Mike K, and Jeff L, Brian Rose, all the usual suspects, D-Rock, Taco Core, you can play a prop. Make sure you're looking for me on Pass the Prop on Friday. NFL stuff coming hot and heavy. I think I keep saying when I have it out. I've been struggling because I have so much going on. I have athletic deadline today. After that, I may launch my football ranks. If not today, I will launch them tomorrow. Ten bucks. It's going to cover the entire season. Updated ranks with email updates, waiver wire stuff. And then all the football data sheets that you could stomach. Oh, they're so good. I mean, Jay took a sneak peek, and I know he's a fantasy D-Gen. He was loving it. I shared it with a couple of high-stakes players. They were loving it as well. Keep an eye on our football channels at Hammer. Hopefully, we'll be getting some pigskin to you. I have all the work ready. It's just a matter of getting it out. So, from the big man with the big mouth, from the big apple, we really do appreciate you. Rate, review, and subscribe on the way out. Press the notifications. Help get us to a 1,000 subscribers. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. And when we're done with the book, enjoy that pay, everybody. Remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, yo. Peace.